This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out, sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Welcome to this week's episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Today, we're talking about how to create a to-don't list. Do you like my snazzy title? I was basically trying to find an opposite of a to-do list. So a to-don't list, just like it sounds, is a list of things to stop doing. Now, if you're anything like me, you're probably really good at creating to-do lists. I actually pride myself on being awesome at creating them. I would even go so far as to say I'm a master, if I may be so bold. Oh, and by the way, creating an effective to-do list is something I explain in detail during the Mom Life Challenge. So if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you do. So despite my great aptitude at creating to-do list, the last six months have been very enlightening to say the least. Thanks to the pandemic, my plate went from crowded and piled high to having room for another entree. As time passed and more and more activities went virtual or were canceled altogether, I started experiencing something profound. Margin. Extra time. Time to sleep, to journal daily and read for pleasure, to go on morning walks and afternoon bike rides with my kiddos and hubby, time to write and to cook, to meditate, to intentionally pray. And now that my county is entering phase two of reopening, opportunities to add things back to my plate will undoubtedly present themselves. And that got me thinking, now is the perfect time to create a list of things to stop doing, or as I like to call it, a to-don't list. So I won't claim that there's a right or a wrong way to make one, but I will suggest a few focusing questions you can ask yourself as you're evaluating what to keep on and what to scrape off your plate. So question number one, was this activity serving me? Or another way to think of it is, has my life been less rich or joyful without it? It might seem obvious, but it's worth saying out loud. Continuing to do things that don't serve you is like flooring the gas pedal while slamming on the brakes. In other words, it's not getting you anywhere. If you're realizing now that an activity you were doing before was at worst sucking the life out of you or at best simply not adding to your life, stop doing it. Or you can think about it this way. If you found yourself wishing that this activity might go virtual or be straight up canceled because of the pandemic, it probably and by that I mean definitely, belongs on your to-don't list. 
even certain networking or accountability groups might rightfully find themselves on your to-don't list. And this goes back to this principle that I will talk about in another podcast episode because it is a subject all to itself. And that is you are the average of the five people you hang around the most. So if you're hanging around five people who lift you up, encourage you to be your highest and best and call you out when you're not being that way or where you're engaging in a bad habit or doing something that you really shouldn't be doing, you are naturally going to become that way. You're going to be someone who encourages others, who lifts them up, who wants them to stretch and to grow. But if, on the other hand, the five people you hang around the most are complainers or full of toxic energy, never have anything nice to say, never have anything positive to say, guess what, girlfriend? That's how you're going to be too. So make sure as you're creating your to-don't list, if there are any groups like that that you've previously been in that you've realized really haven't been serving you now that you've had a break from them, go ahead and be unapologetic about putting them on that list. Make sure the people you hang around are adding to your life. Now, if on the flip side, you truly miss the activity, congrats, because now you've discovered in no uncertain terms that it should remain in your life. I feel this way about tennis. Because of the pandemic, the tennis club I'm a part of decided not to participate in the local league this season. And that means no practices, no matches, and because I'm not a resident there, no private lessons. And while that also means I'm saving tons of time, not to mention tons of money, I miss it a lot. I cannot wait until I can add it back onto my plate. But one thing I haven't missed, working out at a gym. I feel almost blasphemous saying that, not to mention unsupportive of my local gym owner who I really, really like and respect, but it's true. I've been finding that my sweat from home routine, which I get from an app, it's actually called 8Fit and you can download it in the app store. I am not affiliated with them at all. It's free, although there is a paid version. I use the free version. I found that their workouts are really challenging and not to mention I can start working out immediately after I roll out of bed. So no driving to the gym and mere seconds after my workout is over, I can just walk right into the shower. So as sad as it makes me because I love the people there. Going to my gym is on my to-don't list for now. By the way, if you can think of a way I can continue to support my local gym owner, please let me know. I'm not kidding. If you could email me at Nikki at youridealmomlife.com with some ideas, I would really appreciate it. How often do you say to yourself, I love my mom life? A lot, hopefully. But if sometimes you sort of feel like motherhood is one long ride on the hot mess express, you're not alone. As a mom, you have the best intentions of getting your to-do list, your goals, and you know, your life in order. And sometimes you kind of do, but then a small human asks you repeatedly for a snack and you completely lose track of what you are doing. Sound familiar? Yeah, totally get it. Our mission at Your Ideal Mom Life is to help moms take back their time and get more of what they want. And we have a fun and simple and free way to help you make that happen. It's called the Mom Life Challenge. During this seven-day challenge, you'll learn how to create a mom life you absolutely love. At the end of the week, you'll have an easy way to keep things from slipping through the cracks, 
a simple prioritization method that ensures you get to do more of what you want while still doing the most important things on your to-do list, and an approachable strategy for setting personal and professional goals and actually crushing them. Translation, less mom fails, more winning. And did I mention it's free? Visit us at youridealmomlife.com and click on the banner at the top of the page to join thousands of moms who are taking back their time and loving their mom life again. Question number two. Have I formed a healthy new habit that should take priority over this old activity? I think it's really easy to focus on what's gone wrong these last six months, and I don't say that flippantly. I know many people have lost jobs and even loved ones during this time. Isn't it also true, though, that some healthy habits have taken root in our lives? For me, one of those habits is journaling. Although I love to write, and I have kept a diary since I was 12 years old, when I became a mom, journaling kind of fell off of my radar. I would buy beautiful journal after beautiful journal and then shove them in a bedside drawer and write them off. You like what I did there? Write them off. haha. <laughs> As something I didn't have time to do now, but I would one day. Well, friends, one day came sooner than I thought. In the early days of quarantine, I found myself with serious writer's block. And as you know, I am a blogger. So that was a big deal. I started to feel really bummed about it until my husband suggested I start journaling to get my creative juices flowing again. Seriously, I love that guy. So I did, and I fell completely in love with it again. It's cathartic and cleansing, and I don't see myself ever stopping. It also takes about 30 minutes of my day. So it's something that I need to make room for at the expense of something else. What about you? Have you picked up a healthy new habit? If so, what might have to fall off of your plate to make room for it permanently? Question number three, what could I say yes to if I said no to this? Or put another way, what would I have to say no to if I said yes to this? My friend Yamik from Rockstar Career Moms, who was just a guest on this podcast last week, told me recently that the pandemic helped her realize she was wasting tons of time before watching mindless television and scrolling through her newsfeed on Facebook. Remembering that our kiddos are always watching us, she challenged herself to experience her own life instead of someone else's on TV or social media. By saying no to those activities, she's been able to say yes to more abundance in both her family and professional lives. Remember, time invested in one area is time away from another. Unless Dumbledore gave you a time turner and you're able to go back and experience the same hour you just experienced, but in a different place. By the way, that's a reference to Harry Potter. Shout out to all my moms who love Harry Potter. As moms, it's our duty to command our time so that we can be our highest and best, not only to the people who love and depend on us, but to ourselves. When you think of it that way, answering this focusing question becomes a lot easier. The trick is to only give your best yes and to say no without being mean. And I'm going to have a whole podcast episode on how to do that. But suffice it to say that you don't have to be curt or rude when you decline to do something. You can actually say, I love that you thought about me. However, if I said yes to this, I'd be saying no to whatever it might be, time with my kids, helping with homework, working on my business, whatever it may be. You can be honest about that stuff. And when I say best yes, I mean it's not only the best use 
of your time, but also what feels best in your heart. And here's the thing. When you only give your best yes and say no to everything else, you're letting someone else have an opportunity to step up and give her best yes. You see how that works so awesomely? Now, a word of encouragement. Don't freak out. Just like a to-do list, a to-don't or stop doing list is fluid. It's editable. It's not written in stone. You can always add to it or remove things from it. The important thing is that you have a to-don't list so you can periodically evaluate where you might be giving too much of yourself and not enough to yourself. So try it out. You totally got this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.